Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. And a stretch. Here's the bot. It's down to first. Hoskins has it. He goes to second. They get the out there. Throw to first. Mm. It's in time. Heck of a play. Reese Hoskins starts the 3-6-4 double play. Well, of course, you know, it's the Phillies, and they play great fundamental defense. Jody McDonald, Glenn Mack now. It is our pleasure now to talk to Ben Davis, who will be calling the game today. Mosh, you're going to have to put him up. There he is. Now I see him. Uh, Mosh, it's not working. You're going to have to call him up. Okay. Hey, Ben. Uh, How are you, pal? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm just uh, I'm standing on the field here at City Field. and just getting nice. the field ready. and. Uh, I apologize if you hear a plane or two fly over. <laughs> uh, we, we know that from all these years. Uh, just a really general question to begin with. Like, what does it feel like to you? Because it's been a long time to be calling these games in what is a pennant race. Uh, it's it's exciting. It, it's just it's been a while. Um, you know, obviously that they've had some some decent teams in recent years and just kind of fallen off at the end. Uh, but I think this is a this team has a different attitude. They have a different persona they have a, uh, a lot more confidence they believe in each other it's, it's just a whole different feel in this clubhouse right now and uh, it's it's exciting times and um i've seen no signs of them slowing down now i need an honest answer here as a former major league hitter which of those two starting pitchers would you have waited delayed at the bat rack more so before you had to get in there and take your hacks against one of those two but uh, Nola or uh, Degrom? Correct. Um, I, I'd rather take my chance. I know this is going to sound silly. I'd rather take my chances with with Degrom, um, because I, I wasn't. I, I couldn't hit a lot of pitches with with depth, and Aaron's curveball would have given me fits. I'll tell you that right now. So I'll take my chances with a hundred, you know, mile hour fastball and ninety four mile hour slider. I'm not saying I do well against it. But any pitcher depth like Aaron can throw that that curveball at will. He would he would just he just struck me out every time because I, I just didn't do well uh, on those pitches. So I'll take my chances with the ground. Aaron was unbelievable last night. He was unbelievable. We actually rode up in the in the elevator last night after the game, and I said, "Yo, dude! I said you had 38 pitches after two innings. You finished eight innings with 96. How the heck did you do that?" And he goes. First pitch strikes, and they were aggressive. He goes, I'll take a first pitch rollover or pop-up any day of the week. And, uh, I mean, he ended up averaging only 12 pitches per inning for those eight innings. He was phenomenal last night. He was great. Um, and, and he's really been on a terrific hot streak. Um, and they need him. If they're going to get into the postseason, they need him to do well. He has really dropped off late in seasons in past years. We're not quite there. I mean, September would be that moment. 
Any idea why he's dropped in recent years and how that can be avoided? Well, I think a lot has to do with his workload. Um, you know, he's, I think right now he's second in the National League at innings pitched. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, he's been the guy that's taken the ball every fifth day for the last, I don't know, five years. I think the workload has caught up to him. Maybe he's changing his uh, routine a little bit more, maybe laying off a little bit more and, and getting a little bit more rest. Um, but I don't see that happen this year. The way he's throwing the baseball, his confidence level is at all time high. Um, and they're going to need him down the road. But, you know, to have Wheeler and, and Nola, uh, that's as good as one two punches you're going to find, in, especially in the National League. So, um, you know, I'm going to take my chances with him and, and, and see how he does. But definitely, uh, I think he definitely, you know, he knows it's in him. He said himself that I've been disappointed in the way I performed in September the last couple of years. So uh, he's definitely going to look to change that. Ben, uh, Glenn and I were just talking about this before we punched you up. Defense corner infield spots for the Phillies. Uh, Alec Bohm and Reese Hoskins have been well below average for a good chunk of their major league to career. But despite what Keith Hernandez thinks, they've actually picked it up. Bohm has been phenomenal over third base, and Hoskins has been improved at first base. How do you improve your defense in the middle of a season? Well, I, I was talking with Bobby Dickerson this morning, and the amount of work that he puts in with these guys you know, if you're the general fan, you might think, oh, they just show up, they put their uniform on, they go out and play. These guys work. I mean, they work, 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 and they take a lot of pride in Bobby Dickerson is as good as it gets. And, you know, he was, he was asking me about that play last night with Reese. I mean, that was phenomenal. There was zero hesitation. There was, you know what, I'm getting us out at second base, and hopefully we'll get two. They ended up turning two, and it was just it was a phenomenal play. And we've been critical of Reese's play at first base. And, you know, there's been times where it, it's, struggled over there. But what he did last night and the way Alec Bohm has performed, Alec Bohm has made some exceptional plays. I mean, like Nolan Arenado plays. Uh, the turnaround he, he has made has been nothing, nothing short of remarkable. And, um, you know, these guys work their tails off day in and day out to make sure that they're getting their, their work in. So when it comes to the chance for them in the game, they're ready. Hey, Ben, the old axiom is that a manager is going to win or lose you five games a year, right? That, that's, that's basically what they, what they say. Um, so now w- w- the Phillies were 21 and 29 when Joe Girardi got fired. I think they are 40 and 21 since that point. W- what, what is it about uh, the Tomper that's got it? Or what has happened to this team with this manager that really created this turnaround? Well, I think, uh, it's twofold. I think one, it was inevitable that the, the hitters were starting to, to pick it up a little bit. And two, it's just, a, and I, I love Joe. Uh, Joe and I played against each other. We had a very good relationship, um, you know, and it was just something that the players look to me now like they're more confident in their abilities. They're, they're eager to get to the ballpark. They're, they, they know their roles, and I think that's evident in the bullpen. You know, they know their roles. Uh, it's just a different mindset right now, and, and Topper is a guy that, you know, the first two games of the, 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 the National Series, I'm sorry, the Marlins Series, that they won. Mm-hmm. He did his, his press conference, and you didn't know if he won by 10 runs or lost by 10 runs. And then that, that last game, yeah, that last game, that day game on Thursday, you didn't know that, that, that the team lost, and you didn't know if, he, if they lost or won by 10 runs. He's the same guy every day, and I think that's something that the professionalism that he carries, I'm not saying Joe didn't have it, but the professionalism that, that, that Topper has, I think the players feed off that, and they come ready to, to kick somebody's tail every day. And they know their roles, and they are just performing at a rate, I think, that, that we kind of expect them to. 
Ben, I've uh, got the Philly schedule in front of me. they got this finale against the Mets Day, Advantage Phils, because uh, they've got Wheeler. Well, though Bassett's having a nice year for the Mets, yes, not yes. Wheeler. So it's a uh, favoritism to the Phils today. And then they play Cincinnati, and then they play the Mets again, and then they play Cincinnati again. Yeah. So yeah. for the, uh, uh, a lengthy stretch, you're playing two teams. With this team, the Phillies team, the way that it's assembled, the way that it's playing, is that a good thing or a bad thing that they're diving in against two specific teams over a two-week period? Yeah, I I was never a big fan of playing the same team over and over, um, but that's what they're going to have to do. You can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and that's just the way they have to go about it. Um, you know, they got the Mets today, and then obviously between Cincinnati. But the weekend after next weekend, they're done with the Mets. So you know, you got to try and you know try and gain as much ground, try and win every game, try and win every series. Um, and you know, it's. Again, you can only play the teams that's that's on your schedule. I, I, you know, this is a good ball club here in New York. I think the Phillies. I don't know. You look at them and the bottom. I was talking with Greg Murphy today on the on the way in. I said, you know, the bottom of their lineup doesn't really scare me. The Mets. You know, you get you get through Marte and Alonzo and Lindor and those guys, and then after that, it's kind of eh. So, you know, I, I like the Phillies' chances, and you know, obviously Cincinnati's struggling this year, but they're still a big league ball club. Can't take anyone for granted. But bottom line, and I don't think they look forward. I think these players, I think they just played the game on that particular day. They're not ones to, to really look ahead. They're only worried about the task at hand, and that they're going to go worry about Chris Bassett today. All right, Ben, you played seven seasons in the major leagues as a catcher, and we got into mm-hmm. a discussion with a caller today about how uh, catchers cannot block home plate anymore and, you know, how the, the he was arguing that Real Muto was not particularly good adept at the swipe move and so on. Um, my sense is that no catcher likes the new rule where you can't block the plate. It is designed, the Buster Posey rule is designed to pr- protect catchers, but I don't know if catchers like it. Your guy played the position. What do you think? Well, you are still allowed to block the plate on balls in the infield, so you still can do that. But on the throws from the outfield, you cannot block the plate. Um, so that is something that, you know, I think that the, that the average fan doesn't know. I don't like it. Glenn, what is the, what the purpose of any defense in any sport is to do what? Prevent the other team from scoring, right? Yeah. And if I'm going to do that, if I'm at home plate, I don't want the guy to score. So how can I avoid that? Well, you take the plate away from him. I don't like the rule. You know, it's just it's, it's affected the game, I think, for the worse. And listen, if you don't want your catcher hurt, put him in a different position. If he's that valuable to you and you worry about him getting run over and getting, breaking something, then put him in a different position. But my right, are my you suggesting number, that was not a particular issue with you? No, I, your, va- your, va- your value was not such that they would. They, <laughs> my value is not Ben at first. <laughs> so I mean, there's sometimes you had to give your body up. But you know what? If I did prevent a run, then that was my whole objective. That was the, the goal of the defense is to uh, prevent the run. And if I had to do so, give my body up, then I did it. Yeah, I, I think ben, every catcher has that mentality. Sorry, Joe. Well, you have to to play that. I mean, you got to be a little dumb. But you also got to have that mentality, like, you know, you're not, this is my play. You ain't getting there. Got to get that shin guard down and make sure the guy doesn't get in there. But that's against the rules with outfield throws now, as Ben correctly points out. Yeah. All right, need a little catcher scouting report from you. Noah Syndergaard has gotten two starts for the Phillies so far. Had the weird one complete game, a win, but didn't really pitch that well. Gave up 11 hits in five innings. That's a lot. Came back, pitched better against the Marlins. Got a no decision, but only two runs over six innings. 
What are you seeing out of Syndergaard? Comp to what he used to be when he was Thor with the Mets. Uh, can he get up to speed and be closer to that level pitcher between now and the end of the season? How's he playing? I got about 27 questions here. I apologize. <laughs> um, uh, give us a Thor scouting report from Ben Davis, the former catcher. Well, he's obviously not the guy that throws 103 anymore, so he's more of a, of a pitcher. And he's a guy that you know relies heavily on the sinker. Uh, he's mixing a few more curveballs, but he's he's a guy that has to stay down in the zone, like like any other pitcher. But if you're going to throw predominantly sinkers, you have to be down. Once that you elevate that sinker, it flattens out, and boy, is it a good pitch to hit. So I think you know, he's made some good pitches, made some bad pitches, uh, but the pitches that he's gotten hurt on, they have been elevated, and he's got to realize that you know he's got to get the ball down. Is he going to overpower guys at times? Not as much as he used to, but he still has enough giddy up, you know, ninety four, ninety five to get the rush it by you. So, um, but I think he's trying to trying to figure out, like Zach Wheeler early in the year when he didn't have his fastball, he said, I'm not upset that I'm not throwing 98-99. I'm upset that I can't pitch with 93-94. And I think that's where Syndergaard is right now. He's got to be able to pitch for that 93-94, occasionally 95, uh, to keep the ball down to induce soft contact. And if he can do stay off barrels, you know, I like his chances. Ben Davis, it is always a pleasure. You will be uh, calling the game today with Tom. It's you and Tommy today? Just Tom and I, yes. There you yep, go. Yep. Look, looking day forward up here to it. in, in uh, City Field. So, yeah, they've been they've been working on the shield since I got here at nine fifteen, and that's just it's unbelievable the amount of work they do. These guys, well, there you, there I don't you think go. they get enough credit. Exactly. <laughs> ben Davis speaking out right, for guys. groundskeepers, a man of the people. <laughs> ben, right. enjoy. Well, we do. All right, guys. Thanks so much, All right, pal. We'll see Be you. well. There you go. Appreciate and oh by the way, if the rotation goes as it is, yeah. Syndergaard will get a start against the Mets next weekend here at uh, Citizens oh. Park. That would be should, fun. Should be interesting. Yeah. Oh, that will be fun. I like it. Good thought. Uh, let's get uh, Tyrone in Middletown. You're on with Jody Mack, Glenn Mack. Now, hey, Tyrone. Hi. Good morning, guys. Thanks, thanks yep. for taking my call. You sure. got it. Wow. It's an honor following a former major leaguer. When I, just as a casual fan, um, I like to uh, – one thing of note I, I really admire about the Phillies is that last night uh, – they were going toe-to-toe with the Mets and pitch for pitch. Hit for hit, and their defense was stellar. I particularly loved that play that uh, Alec Bone made, that bare-handed grab. Mm-hmm. He was going to his right and going on at first. Uh, excuse me, I'm breathing a little hard. Yeah, I'm don't worry about it. Car. Take your time. That's okay. We got you. <laughs> yeah, car washing at my age is a little... Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Like ex- you know you what? Know? You got a nice uh, day to do. Go out and wash the car. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, but I'm particularly encouraged by the fact that these are low-scoring games, but the Phillies are in the game just about to the last pitch. And I think of note uh, when Bryce Harper comes back. Do you think that initially it'll be an adjustment period or will they be able to handle the transition smoothly? Because long ball hall, yeah. this guy, I really love his swing. When he hit that double-decker uh, home run last week, I mean, this guy has power. Yeah, I think it's going to – I mean, I think it's fair to think it's going to take Bryce Harper a little bit of time to get in stride. Uh, are we still – Jody, last we heard, we're looking at like a end of August, early September return? 
when he was on the broadcast, I'm pretty sure it was the Phillies one. He did back-to-back days. He did the Phillies game, and then he yeah. did the Apple broadcast. Yeah, he was pretty good, too. As well. Yeah, he's got a uh, future, if that's what he wants to do when his contract runs out 12 years from now. Um, so <laughs> yeah. we got a long way to wait before he broadcasts yeah. again. Hopefully he's never hurt badly enough that they need him up in the broadcast booth. He said September-ish, mm. yeah. which I was hoping for August-ish rather than September-ish, but that's where he went. And ish could mean a couple of days before September, Mm -hmm. all into your own interpretation. Um, But my guess would be we won't see him until after the end of this month. Yeah, and it's fair to figure it's going to take him a couple of weeks to get his swing and stride. What you really want him for is the... Those last, what, 15 games of the year and then presumably into the playoffs. That's that's the best you hope for, right? That he gets in a groove. Right. But he and I, uh, the different guys want to handle this differently and different teams handle it differently. I don't know if he'll go out on a minor league rehab or not mm. mm-hmm. or if he'll just go sim game stuff with his own pitchers throwing to him. Um, but he'll have, he'll have the chance to get his swing in order before he gets activated and yeah, I'm hoping he hits the ground running and is damn close to the MVP-type player that he was before he went down. Oh, well, that would be nice. Let's get Mike in. Mike, it says North Cada. Where the heck are you? I can't read the whole thing. Where are you? Well, maybe you're nowhere. Mike, are you there? Yo, I'm right here. Hang uh, on there, buddy. All right, well, come to the phone, Mike. I am, I am. Get out I of am. the bathroom and come to the phone. Come well, on now. hang on one second. I'm sorry go. I wasn't in the bathroom, but I was at the other end of the garage. Hey, look. <laughs> yes. You got to score a run in nine innings. I don't care who you're facing. Okay? DeGrom, Nolan Ryan, Scherzer. Didn't they just light up Scherzer a while back for like five runs? You oh, have dear. to score a run off DeGrom in six innings. Come on. All these guys that can hit a home run. And then one run in three innings of relief pitcher. Yeah. Jody, I'm going to let you handle this. Yeah. You watched last night's game, and that's what you came away with. Shame on the Phillies for not hitting a two-time Cy Young Award winner. Really? No. I, I don't. Like I said, I don't care who it is. What are they going to do when they face the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, and they throw their two best pitchers? They're going to yeah, score you no know runs, something? one now that, I, now that I think about it, you're right. They should just shut the season down. Not nah, see, now you're taking it too far. There, uh, no, you're you've it taken far. it too far, sir, by suggesting okay. that because uh, Jacob DeGrom threw a hell of a game against them, why are we even considering the Phillies a team that can do something in the postseason? That's what you just said. Right, well, let no, me try I'm to not... play middleman, Mike. Hold on. Let me play middleman. Go ahead. In the last week, they beat Alcantara of Miami, who's probably the best pitcher in the National League this year, correct? Correct. They beat Scherzer on Friday night, who is a future Hall of Famer, correct? I believe that, yes. Okay, so two out of three against certified aces. I'll take that. Well, I will too, but when they throw two aces at you, what are you going to do in the playoffs? Are you going to score one run? No, you're probably going to split. The other Uh, teams have great players too. What you need and hope for and what you've been getting is – Wheeler, Zach Wheeler has been top of game. Aaron Nola has been terrific. And by the way, Ranger Suarez. Yeah, he's so great the other day, didn't he? Yeah, so you just have to outpitch him. That's the answer. And and I appreciate it. And go back to cleaning your garage. And thanks for the call. But these things happen. 
I got nothing else on that, Jody. No, I got nothing for him. Period. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey. Uh, you know what? Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the break. We'll come back. We'll do Wait, what we're watching. Glenn, yeah. I was gonna say because we had you know we used to get Roy Didinger when, yes. when Ray would get yes. upset. But do we have a name for uh, for Angry Jody? Because you know, uh, that was no, that was be. a bit of Roy Didinger it coming was. out in Jody. And and you know what? And and I was happy that I was able to just kind of tee it up like that. Well, it can't be Judy Didinger. Uh, Judy uh, McDonald. <laughs> My wife is Judy, and he's not I, a Judy. Did I, did I tell you it was going to happen today, Moshe? Yes, you did. <laughs> is that I right? Said, uh, every once in a while, because I was apologizing to Moshe because I uh, mispronounced his name. So yeah. I said, I get Judy every once in a while. Yeah. And to Glenn's credit, he doesn't do it often. He'll call me Ray before a call. I have Judy. called you Ray. Yeah, yes, you have you called me Ray a couple of yeah. times. I said, if yeah. anyone I would accept it from, it would be Glenn since uh, it's his wife's name. Yeah, well, all, all due respect, Jody, I don't often confuse you for her. Yeah, that's um, a little bit, little bit of difference. Yeah, we need an angry that. Jody. Think about that. I okay. mean, the, the first thing that comes to mind is just when he's angry, he's not Jody anymore. He's just Jode. Maybe. That's, we'll that's the only it. thing I can come up with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do I get a, Do I get a walk-in uh, music when I I turn into Angry Jode? <laughs> Maybe. Was there any musical interlude when you got Angry Roy? No, no. Angry Roy was never anticipated. It just happened. That was mm-hmm. the great part of it. It, it yeah, just... kind of stinks. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I, I I don't enter any show believing I'm going to become angry joe turn into the hulk at some point during the show but when someone is as i'm trying to flippant disrespectful Uh, um, of the phillies and what they've been doing of late how about dismissive dismissive because jacob degrom maybe the best pitcher in the last 15 years in baseball threw an a gem at them last night Oh, the Phillies have no chance come playoff time because you can't get one run over six. I'm sorry. He deserved what he got. Oh, yeah. No, you were great. Listen, as Moshe knows, I enjoy working with partners who are generally regarded as really nice guys but have it in them to get angry. I just got a I got a text from a WIP coworker, and it, and, uh, it says, I love that Jody got mad there. So, okay. <laughs> I just good. got a caller that didn't want to get on the air suggested we call uh, Angry Jody is Brody. I don't know. Nah, nah we'll, we'll keep working on it. Most do I have a read here? I got some, myself really confused with the reads. My computer. No, Jody has a read here, though. Jody has oh, a read. Oh, you want me to do a read here? All right, then yeah. I tell you what. Let me give the numbers, hand it off to him coming up. What we're watching, uh, always a, a highlight, 215 215- Five nine two ninety four ninety four. I'm Glenn Macnow with Angry Jody McDonald on ninety four WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We'll play anywhere. We'll play on grass, we'll play on turf, we'll go to landfill, doesn't matter. And that's what we gotta be. That's who we have to be. Because we'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, who's a maniac, and to my way of thinking, a very likable guy uh, in the new season of Hard Knocks Detroit Lions. And by the way, I just want to briefly thank uh, Tyrion Lannister and Ron Burgundy and Snoop Dogg and uh, Larry David, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, all those people for contributing to that sounder. Uh, Jody, the new season of Hard Knocks is on. As we know, it focuses on the Detroit Lions, who happen to be the Eagles' first opponent this year. Lev Shriver narrates, as always, uh, Dan Campbell is a maniac. Deuce Staley is the greatest. Um, I, I, I'll give you my quick take. The Lions are super likable. Um, football is fun when you watch this. And it's the theme of this year's show is that, you know, hope springs eternal for a perennially bad franchise. Um, what do you – What give me your, your overall on the new season of HBO's Hard Knocks. First episode was very good. Um, yeah, a lot of it has been there, done that. Um, but I don't know about you. It works for me. Even though we've had bad teams be picked, new coach, changing attitudes, but, 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 but. it's not that HBO hasn't done it before. It just always seems to work. It, it, maybe it's a comfort level. Maybe it's like being an old shoe. I know someone there you go. that reference recently. <laughs> uh, that's what Hard Knocks is to me. Yeah. I continue to enjoy it, even though there's a little been there, done that to it. And, yeah, oh, I like Campbell a great deal. He's just a fun guy and, a, I think, a motivational coach. Oh, yeah. But here's the bottom line, Glenn. The lines are going to be bad again this year. No matter how inspirational Dan Campbell is, no matter how great a job Deuce Staley does competing with his buddy Aaron Glenn, the offense against the defense in practice and trash talking between coach and all that fun stuff from the other day, their team's just not that good. Their talent isn't that good. And no matter how motivating their coaching staff is, I think that the Eagles are going to go in there and roll them in week number one, and the Lions will be lucky to win six games this year. See, so that it's a funny thing, and let me let me talk about several things that you said. I always like it too, and the reason I think is the timing. Um, I've missed football. My friend is back. You can call it the old shoe, and and it's you're you're there. It's I haven't had football for so long, and I've been watching some preseason football, Eagles, and some other teams, and it's not the First quarter is okay, and then it usually gets pretty dreary. But this is 
they're not playing the games, but they're in the practices in football. And Dan Campbell is on the stage and he paces and he looks like he can bench press the stadium. He's talking about grit and he's quoting Metallica. And he, I, I wrote oh. down one quote he said, if you can interpret this. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. We're going to tread water until we bury you. Yeah, that is amazing. In a quote, you can't have a better example of what Dan Campbell's all about. Yeah, particular quote. And oh, by the way, No Leaf Clover might be my favorite Metallica song of all. Oh, incorporated that into the video. Oh, my God, did I love that? Okay. Um, they got in the first episode, they got some things right. I thought the and I've been watching it for years, and they always do the feature where the rookies have to come up and sing the song in front of the team, right? They've seen that a million times. Aiden Hutchinson doing Michael Jackson's Billie Jean was tremendous. I mean, he was really good, and it was entertaining, and it got the team stoked up. That was like four golden minutes, I thought. Um, and, and the yeah. other, the linebacker doing the salsa thereafter. Yeah, it wasn't was great. <laughs> it was great. Both yes. of the rookies were great. I don't know if they can play, but they can sing and dance. Yes. Um, Deuce Staley, who's a maniac, it was great. Um, you know, you you love Deuce. Uh, I, I think I can say this. He chews out guys for farting in the meeting room. Was pretty yeah. funny. Also got a little Hank Fraley, Honey Buns, a little little bit of him. So, what I think. The local angle here, and I've heard it a lot on our station, look at what they're doing because they're hitting in practice. And and Campbell talks about how you have to hit, you have to get ready, you have to be in game shape, you have to have the mindset. And I think a lot of people here who are looking at the Eagles having Camp Cupcake are getting nervous about it, thinking, oh, my God, you know, the Eagles are sleeping through training camp and look at what the Lions are doing. I agree with you that it's they're just not going to be that good. They can they can hit each other as much as they want. They're not going to be that good. Glenn, if the Detroit Lions are a freight train coming your way, yeah, I'm doubting it. Yeah, okay, okay. that's it. That's uh, it. They can quote Metallica all they want. One of the greatest uh, rock songs of the last 25 years. I just don't see it about this team because the talent's not that good. The impassioned plea by Jamal Williams talking about the team when they gather together on the oh, yeah. field and he's oh, almost yeah. coming to tears. Well, that's nice. Jamal Williams is a less-than-average back in the National Football League, and the Lions offense does not scare me. Their number one draft pick that they moved up to get uh, isn't going to be ready for the start of the season. I think it's actually advantageous that the Eagles are playing the Lions early. I've, I've been disagreed with this, that you want, you want to play the Lions at the end of the year when they know they're bad, and they've already given up. No, I'd rather play them right away at the beginning of the season and get a W up on the scoreboard because you're just better than they are. So I like the fact that the Eagles are open up against the Lions, and I think they're winning uh, week one by uh, double-digit points. All right. So talking about hard knocks, and you mentioned this, we it's the same stuff that we've seen year after year. It's the, you know, the coach them up tackling montage and the – the story we didn't we we haven't gotten it, but you know you get the undrafted rookie or the, the the grizzled vet trying to hang on one more year, and the the conflicts and the montages to to hit you right in the feels. Um, but some teams are very reluctant to show anything. Remember when they did the Raiders and Mayock and Gruden didn't want to give them anything. This one, Dan Campbell, man, he's out there and they're showing everything. Very hard to dislike. Um, it helps the show that they got a loose nut as their main character this year. He's the main focus, 
and um, it's going to be good. You mentioned that great scene of Staley and Aaron Glenn trash talking. That was pretty funny too. <laughs> so great. I give it, I give it a, I'll give it a solid eight out of ten because I'm I'm hooked. Uh, same here. Uh, here's the one thing I will say that it has lost a little of its luster, uh, not of its own accord, but just a fact the way things have played out in the National Football League. It used to be a great pull back the curtain and you get to see stuff that John Hugh Public just never gets to see in the locker room. The players talking with the coach and the coach is talking directly to the players. That's not the case anymore because with social media having become what it is and teams put out their own media aspects, you get to see the victory speech by the coach in the locker room after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Andy and dancing. You went, right. When, when Hard Knocks started, you had none of that. This was the first time you ever got to go into an NFL locker room and see video of what's being said and what's going down. So it's lost a little of its edge. Not a ton, but a little of its edge because teams control the video that comes out of their locker room post-game now and put it on their own social media. So they're, they're swimming a little bit upstream with Hard Knocks. I thought they did a great job in Episode 1. All the years that you watched Hard Knocks, is there one scene that particularly strikes you? Because there's one that does for me, and it's it's as a negative. Really? Tell me. I don't know. What it's when to. Hugh Douglas got cut by Jacksonville on Hard Knocks. Ooh. Because we love Hugh. I Hugh was on yesterday. We had him on yesterday. He got, he got an Eagles Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Was the the Jaguars coach? Why am I forgetting his name? Anyway, Coughlin? no, I don't think it was Coughlin. Coughlin it was the, didn't come. I I don't remember, but I remember they're discussing it and they're, like, they're making their cuts and Hugh and like, oh god, that was bad. Uh, one other thing I want to run by you, and we'll get back to the phones in one second. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Don't forget fifty dollar gift card from Shibe Vintage Sports for whoever gives us the most exciting play in sports. We haven't gotten a lot of those from our callers, so. Very soon, when the season starts, starting in week two, Thursday night football, Jody Mack, is going to be on Amazon this mm -hmm. year. And during the baseball season, Phillies fans are trying to get used to watching games on Apple TV and so on. Most fans are not used to watching games streaming. Apple is going to be very different. They did a survey last week of football fans, Cumulus Media and Westwood One, they surveyed a, a thousand Americans, eighteen and older, who say they are football fans, and fifty-four percent of them who say they watched Thursday night football were unaware it was on Amazon, and f I think fifty-three. No, I'm sorry. Let me get it correct. Forty-seven percent were not aware that it is on Amazon, and fifty-four percent said they are not Amazon Prime members. So. That means they likely won't have access to the game when it streams unless they subscribe. Now, when it's your local team, they will put it on the local networks. But right. Thursday Night Football, which I just kind of sometimes come home and it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And it's like, yeah, I'll just crash in bed and watch that. I do get Amazon, but a lot of people don't. Are people going to watch? You know what I think will be tremendously intriguing, Mac? And, and somebody you will be able to find the answer to this question somewhere. How much... Amazon uh, uh, people who buy into it increase between week one and week two. Because mm -hmm. if you're giving me these numbers, 50% didn't even know that it was on Amazon. Well, they're probably still not going to know. Those individuals will because they were asked the question and they're going to uh, react <laughs> to Those it. Those thousand people, right. Right. Uh, but just overall, 
people are going to go, wait, was football on? Yeah, they're, they're I don't have Thursday this. Night football. How do I Where have to do this? And yeah. they might get lousy ratings week one, but I guarantee you there will be an increase in week number two because people are going to go, oh, damn, I guess I'm going to have to pay for this because it's going to be on every single week going I guess. I, now, listen, it's Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, right? So they're they're putting money into it. They've got a big broadcast team, and I imagine they're going to do a very good production. Um, But for me, Thursday Night Football is the one I watch the least. I just kind of because it's and it's often not very good games. I don't know if they improve the quality of opponents for it this year. It's often been throwaway games, um, but for me, it's like if I'm doing nothing and I just want to veg out. It's like oh, there's football. I'll turn it on, but it's not something I usually seek. So I don't know how that's going to work. You know, it used to make me laugh, Mac Man. Um, mm. You'd you'd get the quotes every single year from the players, and usually uh, significant enough players that their name would grab your attention that Thursday Night Football was wrong and it was a joke and it uh, put them more at risk and the NFL is screwing us by playing Thursday Night Football. And I would take the stance all the time. Well, tell the players that the amount of extra money they get because the game is on solo basis on a Thursday night, whatever broadcast outlet is, uh, but they're getting 2% uh, of their gross revenues because that game is separated and broadcast out. So ask every player if they'll take a 2% pay cut, and guess what? The NFL will do away with uh, Thursday night football. How many do you think would actually say yes? Okay, no, no, yeah. players will never Just, take. They'll, never, they'll, they never. The players fight the fight to make more money, and they never win in the CBAs. Yeah. They always have to take less practice than get more money. So now you're offering them a pay cut? Do you think anyone's going to stand up and go, yes, to prevent myself and my teammates from getting injured, I'll take a 2% pay cut? Nobody's ever doing that. No, never. Uh, let's get Jonathan in Plymouth meeting. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, I have a Phillies concern, or I could, or I could stick with football and do an Eagles point too. Well, what's top of your mind? Well, if I dig deep, I got the Phillies, and I got us facing a really nasty lefty in the playoffs, and I got the bullpen lefty heavy. And I'm scared a little bit. I need your guys' relief on my scaredness of our depth on righty bats. We got Veerling and Marsh, or no, Marsh is lefty. We got Veerling. Uh, that's it. Uh, well, no, you have Real Muto's a righty. You got Hoskins, who's a righty. You got Bohm, who's a righty. I, I'm, I'm not sure where. Yeah, I, I agree. Our one through nine is balanced starting, but if we go, if we need depth for any, are you talking about the bench? So, yeah, well, yeah. If the Phillies got it, listen, the the bench has done very well. I, I don't want to criticize it because the the bench won the game on Friday. Or guys who are not normally starters have won the game on Friday. Veerling for Castellanos. The lefties are electric on the bench. Yeah, I know. But these days, and Jody, I'll I'll run this by you. Teams have such short benches, uh, and now that there's the DH, you don't need pinch hitters as much as you yep. ever did. That um, I don't think you're going to win or lose right, a playoff right. game yeah. on your bench. Okay, yeah. that does relieve my worry, so thank it's you. Good. And then okay. on the Eagles, can I, can I go on that too? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, so I got on, at any given time on the field, out of 11 players on defense, we'll have six six or five like really above average players at any time. And then on the offense, maybe six to eight at any time. And that's discluding Jalen. We got three X-factor linemen. We got two X-factor receivers. One will be on the field at all times. I think we got enough playmakers to really do some damage if we're coached right. 
Joe, don't disagree on yeah, any of the points. Uh, I'd even I might go to a fourth offensive lineman. Dickerson could get to that level this year. He's not there yet, but he could be able to get there. Yeah, no, they got they, they got, they got eleven level, yeah. talent on this team. Yep, they do. They stay healthy. They could be good. Jonathan, we got to run. Give us the most exciting play in sports. The thirty plus yard, forty plus yard elusive run play. Okay, with a nasty shoot. I hear you. That's not bad. It's not bad. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now. Phillies Mets coming up today. 140 start, leading off around 1240. Uh, Jody, I, one of the things I've always really liked and respected about you is you are a one of the most level-headed people I know when it comes to uh, all of these issues and don't get caught up in the frenzy of things. So there was talk this last week, going NBA here, that Kevin Durant is uh, – thinking, embracing the possibility of once again playing with James Harden, who now plays on the Sixers. Uh, SNY reporter Ian Begley, I, I don't know him, so I don't know how good he is. Oh, I do. He's oh, good. okay. Good. Yeah, I know I know Ian. I worked at ESPN Radio for a period of time. Sweet. Used to have him on as a guest all the time. Uh, is connected, does have very good sources. I would consider him a top informational guy Great. when it comes to uh, New York basketball. All right. Well, he said the Sixers have interest in Durant. Well, duh, of course they would. And that Durant has interest in the Sixers, which, of course, got everything started. Like, oh, this could all happen. Now... Well, I gave my opinion yesterday, so I don't need to give mine. I'll ask you, uh, do you buy the report, and do you think there's any possibility that that could happen? I thought, no, you and I must not have discussed this last week. It must have happened after our show. Uh, yeah. The story might, must have broken on, on Monday, um, that they got a picture of Durant and Harden at a concert together. In yeah, England overseas, with, I think. Uh, right, over in London, uh, which uh, magnified story and the possibilities and the like. And I know I discussed it here on WIP. I just Yeah, no, not with me. I discussed it with the camera at Eagles camp the other day. Uh, I'll say exactly the same thing because nothing has changed in my mind. Do the Sixers have a package that they can put together that would be good enough to entice the Nets to trade him to Philadelphia? Perhaps. Mm. But at least, again, if the reports are accurate, 
Boston has put a better offer on the table because yeah, they've got Jalen Brown yeah. to be able to give up. And, oh, by the way, making the money work, you have to take uh, Tobias Harris's contract. And, and I'm a Tobias fan more so than a lot of the Sixers fan base, at least uh, as per my judgment. Um, but not everybody feels that Tobias is a max money player and he's got to be in the deal. And we know Maxi would be the key guy in the deal. If you're getting the superstar player, not Kevin Durant superstar, but a superstar in his own right, Jalen Brown in the deal, and you're getting other pieces like Derek White and draft picks, not just draft uh, swaps, but picks. The the Nets already have the Sixers picks yeah. because of the James Harden trade. So the Celtics, as per report, just an objective NBA uh, observer, had a better offer on the table, which the Nets turned down. Which the right Nets turned down. So I I just don't see it. Could okay. it happen? Yeah. If the Celtics go, no, we're uh, good. We went to the NBA final last year. They're picking us to win the most games under overs for the upcoming NBA season. We're going to keep our team together. And they pull that off off the board. Now you got a legitimate conversation. Could the Sixers get something like that done? But when another team has made a better offer than the best one you can put out there, then I think the chances of him being a Sixer are uh, supremely small. Okay, I agree. I don't see it happening. And um, just on a side note, it was interesting to hear people like, well, you can't trade Maxie. Well, you can for him. Yeah. You can for Durant. Anyway, all right. All right. And all right. I'm a Maxie guy. love Maxie. But you're talking about uh, borderline top 10 NBA player of all time. Yes. Not of not of today, of all time. Durant, for me, would be somewhere between 10 and 15 all time in the history of the NBA. You're going to turn a deal like that down because and you've got a good young guard? That whole process was supposed to be about like acquiring assets you can trade when you're ready to win the whole thing, right? That was the whole process. That was the point of it? I'm part of it, yes. Yeah, well, that would be that would that would be it. But I'm like you, I just don't I don't see it being possible. Uh, Eric in Maryland, you're on with Jody Mack and Glenn Mack now. Hey, Eric. Hey, long time listener. It's been like 30 years. I don't know when you guys got together, but I I was a true Philadelphia fan. Uh, uh, Phillies were my team forever. Yeah. Um, they, you know, my first game was a Connie Mack. Lou Brock was there. You know, Cookie Rojas, the names. We were walking out of the stadium, and my dad's carrying me on his back, and a drunk or a homeless guy comes up and gives him money. My dad told me that story. Well, there you go. Okay. All right, so what are you thinking today? I'm thinking the uh, that, that I want to get a perspective on baseball, football, having been displanted from Philly for the last 20 years. Um, baseball is the thing that was the best game, and football's now become like the better sport. That's one thing. The I say that the, over all these years, like I've discovered that you really got to be in the town where you're watching the, the baseball games so you can talk to your buddies. And it's, you know, five or six, maybe eight games a week. And football, I still, Eagles are my top forever now. And Phillies used to be my top. Yeah. And over, over time, just being out of the city, you start where's your camaraderie. Well, I can't go to the bar yeah. five days a week and, right. and listen to Eric, Philly. we got to move on. What's your, uh, what is the most exciting play in sports? Uh, I like the shootout, either soccer or hockey, like at the World Cup okay. or Olympic level. Right. That shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. And then, well, in, in hockey, well, yeah, you do get the shootout. You don't get it in the playoffs, thank God. I, I don't want to disagree with him. I hate the shootout. I just uh, think that, you know, I, I understand that they don't want people there all night, but 
Jeez, it seems such an artificial, phony way to end a game. And I, I never will, liked it. I will suggest the reason why you hate it is because it's derived from soccer. No, that's not the reason. No? No, although no. that's an interesting perspective, and, and uh, there, there may be – I've never considered that, but you may have some validity to that. No, I hate it because it's just such an artificial way to end a real game. And also, by the way, the Flyers have been terrible at it Terrible. Forever. Terrible. They yeah. can never find a guy who's no. just very good at that. The T.J. Oshies of the world oh. never come to uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, he would be good. He would be something. Joel and Overbrook, you're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, jo- Joel. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I have been following the Phillies since I was a little boy. I, rem- I, I used to sit on my grandfather's knee. And I watched uh, Jim Constanti lose the, to the New York Yankees in the. In the... Well, you should uh, talk to our last caller. I think he's. I think he's got the same perspective. I listen, but you know something, and and, and you gentlemen, and, and especially Angelo in the morning, are rabble rousers, which is fine because they point out the bad and they make them. They make people correct their ways. Okay? Joey, are we rabble rousers? Ah, you really are, but that's not a bad thing. Joe, hold on one second. Hold on, hold on. Jody, would you consider us rabble rousers? I I, uh, don't know uh, if you saw these because I think they went to both you and I. Uh, There are some Twitter responses today that would call me a rabble rouser because I disagreed (laughs) with the caller earlier who gave Jacob DeGrom no credit whatsoever for his ability to pitch. That shame on the Phillies for going six innings without scoring (laughs) against a future Hall of Fame pitcher. I thought that was a very reasonable, rational point of view. Well, can I say something else? Sure, come on in. Uh, Okay, here's the situation. If I had to point my finger at the person most, uh, most in in, in, in the reason for the fact that the Phillies are so good, it's obviously the owner. We finally have an owner who spends money and doesn't really care. And I'm watching this, and I'm stunned out of my mind because I remember just nothing but bad teams with Ted Lepsio and Chico Fernandez. Oh, I want to throw up when I mention somebody's names. But take a look now at what we are. We we have everything. We they they needed relievers. They go get relievers. They yeah. they need uh, some some hitters with power. They get hitters with power. Our drafts are, are, are he did, going He did better. spend, and, um, you know, he said he would go over the um, the, the luxury tax threshold yep. when it felt it was time to do it, and this year he felt it was time to do it. I'm not going to throw a parade for John Middleton yet. He's fine. Uh, you know, they I thought they did pretty well under Dave Montgomery for those years from 07 to 011. So I don't know about with this. We finally have a good owner, but. That's anyway, very fair. But Middleton still gets critiqued, and uh, the we're back to being a small market franchise. I've never felt the case that the, no. as the case no. since Middleton took over for Montgomery. You're right. It's been a nice run of ownership for the Phillies for the last couple of decades. Yeah, no problem with that. 215-592-9494. He's Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Mack now coming up. Very interesting Scheib Sports this week in Philadelphia sports history. Jody, I think the next one, everybody will remember where they were when they heard this news. Really? Oh, yeah. I'll find out where you were. That's next on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.